welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. I'm your host, Brian Clark, and in the studio with me, as always, I've got Adam Stinnett, who is our marketing communications specialist, and he and I are talking today about the cover story of the Marketer Magazine. Welcome, Adam. Hey, Brian. It's uh, good to be on this side of the podcast, and, you know, instead of the back end. Right. You're usually the one editing and producing these episodes, and now you're the kind of the guest interviewee for yeah. this particular this episode, the uh, the cover story uh, mm-hmm. in the spring issue of the Marketer magazine that's uh, hitting mailboxes of all of our members is called Hidden Treasures, Finding Industry Stories and Everyday Items. Tell us a little bit about this article and the genesis of it and what our readers can expect. So the idea behind the article kind of started from you and Chairman Kaiser coming back from your road trip uh, last summer. You just made the comment that you know, a lot of the members you guys were seeing um, always had really interesting things in their mm-hmm. office and always had a story. And kind of going back a little further than that, when you guys went and visited A.L. Johnson, mm-hmm. Frank and Lydia told you guys about how their dad had actually had all these vintage um, gas signs. Gas signs. Yeah, yeah, all that. And so, you know, that kind of it kind of started my idea like, OK, there's got to be some more fun stories like that out there because. You know, I haven't been to very many offices like you get the opportunity to, but when you go somewhere, you know, you see, you know, what people keep in their office and what they kind of hold near and dear to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, when Joe Curry with Petro Haulers brought the KPMA golf trophy to mm-hmm. the Tank and Tech conference this past year, when he brought that, you know, we just wanted to get a picture, some pictures of it. That way we always had, you know, record of it. And when you told me the story of that one, I mean, that was kind of the the final straw to get this article going because the story of the KPMA golf trophy to me is something out of a movie almost. Right. So let's share that with our listeners. So what we're talking about there, and this is one of the first things discussed in the article is, oh, I guess it was maybe about five or six years ago, we got the KPMA got a phone call from a, a person in Tennessee, right, that had purchased this sterling silver trophy or a cup, mm-hmm. like a loving cup, at a yard sale of all places. And they said, hey, it's got Kentucky Petroleum Marketers on it. I mean, we're just going to melt this down for silver. But if you're interested in it, we're like, yes, you have my attention. Yeah. Right? So, and it turns out that it's actually from the history of the KPMA. On the cup, it has the winners from each golf event from 1939 to 1952. Yep. And I'm pretty sure one of those names is a uh, former chairman of mm-hmm. KPMA. Right. The story of it, the fact that it's almost a hundred-year-old cup, and kind of speaks to the level of importance of our KPMA golf event we hold every year. Yeah, and that's why Joe Curry was interested. He asked the one that put up the money to buy it mm-hmm. because the gentleman sold it to us for its value in silver, and his grandfather yep. is yep. the chairman who's listed on there so it, that kind of was kind of kicked off the little bit so so joe loaned us this and we've got the golf trophy mm-hmm. we've drawn things out of it before mm-hmm. like at uh you know like raffles and things we've had at our events and but that became the stimulus for our own version of like an antiques road yeah. show or american pickers for kpma so mm-hmm. where did you take it from there so i knew there were some members i could reach out to that would definitely have some interesting things. So the first person I reached out to is Richard Johnson with Johnson Legal Network. You know, he helped 
create the 90th year KPMA anniversary book. Mm -hmm. He also, for the epics, when they come in um, for their epic leadership day here at the KPMA office, he spearheads the whole history part of the industry, the history of KPMA. So I knew he would be a great person to reach out to. I was counting on him to have some unique things. And in his office, he's got several different prints of gas stations from all over the U.S. Um, probably the most interesting one is called Kramer's Wigwam out in Montana. Wigwam. Mm -hmm. Wigwam, yeah. yeah. It literally looks like a teepee. Yes. And it's a gas station from, I think, maybe the 50s or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the one print that we put in the magazine um, that to him has a special meaning is it's called gas. said he bought that when he was in college. He grew up when the interstate system was coming about and was always fascinated that you could get from one, one end of the U.S. to the other just by getting on the interstate. And so he bought that in college, put it in his office, and years later now he's our KPMA legal counsel. He works with fuel suppliers. So kind of for him it's kind of been like a full circle type piece. So Yeah, he was interested in it before he ever specialized in the right, area, right. which is really cool. Yeah. And, you know, an interesting fact, I think that famous uh, wigwam, and that's in Browning, Montana, I believe in the movie, the first movie, Cars, they kind of did a parody of that. Instead of the little teepees, they mm -hmm. have construction cones okay. that the cars park in. And I mean, there's just a whole lot of the the whole romance of the road and the yeah. road trip all tied into both that movie, but also a lot of the history that we see in the things mm -hmm. that people keep in their offices, too. Our members are collectors. Uh, our industry is well known for having really cool road signs and, you know, the gas signs. And we had some of the people that we interviewed talk about that, mm -hmm. too, in yep. the article. Yep. Um, actually, Scott Kaiser, our chairman, had yeah. a pretty cool Yep. Pretty cool dealer sign that he has. So uh, Chairman Kaiser, he's got the standard oil dealer sign that hangs um, in his office behind his desk. So anyone that's a part of that Bill Team 6 of his, they, mm -hmm. they get to see that every single call. You know, and kind of when I was uh, talking with him about it and the reason why he keeps that in his office, the fact that standard oil played such a huge part. Um, in that part of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. If you actually go back and look at our 90th year anniversary book, um, his dad, J.D. Kaiser, very similar remarks as to the importance of Standard Oil um, in their area, what it meant to the industry, what it meant to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And so I think for Kaiser, you know, it is a great industry piece, but it, I think it also, you know, there's a lot of family ties with that piece, keeping yeah. that in his office. It hangs behind him mm -hmm. in all of our Zoom calls. And I remember when we interviewed his dad, that was hanging behind yeah. his dad yep. as well. There, so there's that, a picture of uh, his dad in our 90th anniversary book with the standard oil sign right behind him. Yeah, it's really cool. So. Now, speaking of pictures, you found something really neat when you visited the Newcomb Oil Company in Bardstown. Oh, yeah. So first off, their lobby, Brian, you were telling me this, was you got to go to Newcomb's. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in, and I'm just standing there in their lobby just amazed that really like for one the size of it and how much stuff they've packed in you know they have this big glass case full of golf signage hats awards that's where they started um, when jc newcomb started mm -hmm. newcomb oil um, they were golf agents and so they have all these all these artifacts in a glass case and then around the entire lobby is all these prints of either J.C. Newcomb standing behind a truck when pretty much they first started, the very first five-star in Bardstown, you know, just all sorts of different prints that they have, they have out um, that shows kind of their company history. 
And they're fourth generation. So J.C. Yeah. Newcomb is like his great-grandfather. J.C. Newcomb would be Brian Newcomb's great-grandfather. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, so the piece that we found at Newcomb's is actually the only piece that was kind of sort of hidden in a way. When I uh, was looking at their glass case, Brian said, you know, hey, whatever you see that draws your eye, you know, I'm sure my dad has a story on it that we, we can help you with. And I was like, okay. So I'm just looking at all these golf things, and all of a sudden, Brian said, you know, we have this picture of um, a bunch of golf agents. You know, we, we've got that. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to see, because who else, who else has that? And it's a picture. It's got, I think, over 100 golf agents. Wow. Um, sitting atop the Brown Hotel in Louisville in 1927. And you can't really tell on the picture um, in the magazine, but every person has a number wrote on them. Hmm. And Jack and Bill Newcomb actually have a list of every single name that's in that photograph. Wow. So, you know, that's almost a 100-year-old photo of golf agents. That, the very first commission yeah. agents, the golf had in the state of Kentucky and that that were at that meeting yeah. in 1927. So, so that photograph was hung up in a um, conference room that they were doing some work to. So they kind of had to go find it because they they had taken it down so it wouldn't get damaged. So yeah, that was really the the only hidden treasure that we came across. But that one, as soon as they told me, you know, well, we've got this photograph there, I didn't need to look any further like that. That was the story right there. And they've even got like a an antique automobile in the lobby. It's actually the, I guess you would say, the cover photo for the feature article. Mm-hmm. And the story behind that, I thought maybe that was passed down from generation to generation. But Jack had said, you know, no, we actually found it in a in a field. There was a tree growing through it. We brought it back. Some guys at our shop fixed it up, and we put it on display. And it looks, it looks incredible. So now, different part of the state. You went over to Irvine, Kentucky, visited mm-hmm. Michael Hardy at Hardy Oil. He has a collection. <laughs> very small, very small, because according to Michael, if it doesn't give him immediate value or it's not like super sentimental, it's gone. It's not It's not in his way. <laughs> he purges yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. So, um, you know, he had this uh, in the picture. You can kind of see a replica Texaco truck for him. He said, you know, growing up, his dad, Butch Hardy and his mom, they started as a Texaco. It starts with a C. Consignee. That word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never heard that word until Consignee I... Consignee or like a commissioned agent. Yeah. They were consignee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never heard that until talking with Michael. But um, because they started out as a Texaco commission agent, Michael had said that he had a, a very similar truck when he was a kid that he just played with nonstop. So he had actually acquired that after he started working in the company. And it was kind of like a, a throwback to you know his childhood. The Texaco barge there, someone had actually just brought to them a few weeks prior to me getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from the 1950s. Um, but then also in the back is the photograph of um, where Hardy Oil Company started, um, really just the opposite side of where their office building is now. So it was fun to sit there and chat with Michael and, for one, learn from his dad as well because the table of contents, we have a picture of a gravity-fed fuel pump. And, you know, I'd never seen one of those before. And so hearing how, you know, that process used to work, that someone was actually on staff to pump people's gas for them. And now we have touchscreen fuel pumps out there. Exactly. I mean, see where the technology and that yeah. the old gravity fed is where the gas is up in that bubble mm-hmm. at the top, if you will, and it's yeah. coming down to the dispenser. So it's fascinating to see where the technology has evolved over the almost last hundred years mm-hmm. that the KPMA has even been around. We'll be, we're coming up on our 
hundredth year anniversary in, yeah. in just a few years' time. So that's pretty exciting to look back at the history of our industry as well. So, you know, one thing that I found in doing this is, to me, I think the photographs are maybe a little more important, a little more nostalgic in a way, because like Hardy said, you know, whether we're here for another hundred years or we close up tomorrow, we, we see where we came from. We know like how the company, you know, where we started from. And, you know, same way with, with Newcomb Oil, seeing, you know, J.C. Newcomb, the founder of Newcomb Oil Company, mm-hmm. uh, standing there with a hundred other golf agents, um, just kind of shows the level yeah, of all of these are, are milestones, uh, and and important markers really mm-hmm. of the history of the industry and our association and and really one other one that you that you cover in your article as we wrap up is modern welding yeah. company i mean they truly have a very historical item yeah on site so so for modern you know we had the privilege of touring their uh, their facility in the summer um, as they celebrated their 90th anniversary and in the photo it's the very first welder that was bought in Owensboro Kentucky by uh, Mr. Pete Bernard the founder of Modern Welding and to John Austin's point they don't really know when it was built they, they've had it since 1932 they don't know when it was built but whoever built it knew that efficiency was something that was needed mm-hmm. and two welders could work off of it at one time which I guess in that time period was was a marvel in itself groundbreaking yeah so, today it's much more common but yeah. then it was a huge testament to the uh, uh the ability of the technology to help elevate their craft so mm-hmm. these are the kind of stories that i think are just the tip of the iceberg it's a great oh, yeah. article very very well done i encourage everybody to check it out if you don't receive a printed copy of our magazine mm-hmm. folks can access this on our website yep. correct yep kpma.org resources um, you know but the biggest thing brian that we've talked about is like you said, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are many more stories out there, and we're more than happy to you know, get out from behind our desk and come see it in person, take photographs. You know, That was the other thing that I kind of uh, picked up on when I was out is you and John do a great job putting together amazing events for our members. I've never seen a member with a frown on their face at a KPMA event, mm-hmm. but something about you know getting out and seeing them at their place, you know, in, in their backyard, I guess, is is different and i think it helps strengthen the relationship between us as kpma staff and our members absolutely i'm um, just showing you know that we're willing to come out and take a picture of of a texaco truck that looks like one you used to have when you were a kid you know we just would to love chat. to so the kpma would love to come and see you if you're a kpma member even if you're not a kpma member and you've got an interesting piece of history of our industry that you want to share to do a KPMA Antiques Roadshow, if you will, um, that we can help tell the story behind this hidden treasure in your office. They, What should they reach out to you via email? Yep. Just email me, um, you know, some pictures, maybe some just quick information. That's adam.stinnett, S-T-I-N-N-E-T-T at kpma.org. We're just here to tell the story and help kind of keep putting our members and the industry professionals out there. And everyone everyone has a story on something. It doesn't have to be as uh, interesting as it was found at a yard sale 20, 30, 40 years later. But like you've seen in your road trip visits with Chairman Kaiser, everyone has something in their office that Mm -hmm. they're proud of, that they want to talk about, that they want people to ask them about. And, you know, we're, we're all for 
going and, and asking those questions. Yep. So. My office is full of them. I'm looking at, I, I know where I got everything that's in here and there's a mm-hmm. story behind it. Yeah. I always think fondly of those stories because there's a reason why I kept that item and yeah. why I put it on the shelf in my office. So tell us your story. Adam is would love to come and see you, take a picture, hear your story, and we get a chance to share your story with others in uh, the KPMA Marketer Magazine. Adam, yeah. thank you so much. Great, great insights. Thank you. No problem. Well, you've been listening to Fuel in Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. Again, visit us online at www.kpma.org.